Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, everybody. It is indeed the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Mr. Mike Pritchard, live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, on this week 15 weekend. In the National Football League, Mike, great to be back here with you once again, my friend. And you know you're getting late into the season when you have NFL contests on a Saturday. And, of course, that'll be the case next week as well for Christmas Eve. Yes, it will be. Uh, and very exciting contests all over the place as well. But uh, we're down to the final stretch here in the National Football League, the final four weeks, and uh, uh, a lot to be determined. We can say that. Uh, and, you know, teams are starting to separate themselves a little bit. I love the fact that we have some teams – uh, looking to climb themselves into a playoff race, which can get very interesting from a betting perspective. Well, let's talk about one of the games on Saturday. The Indianapolis Colts started the day visiting the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings closed as three-and-a-half-point favorites at home with a total of 47. Indy coming off of a bye week and losers of three straight. And they were putting a whooping on the Vikings, <laughs> 33 to nothing at halftime. And then it was 36-14 after three quarters. K.J. Osborne and C.J. Ham got into the end zone for Minnesota in the third quarter. Justin Jefferson catches an eight-yard pass from Kirk Cousins, and they were on the board again in the fourth quarter, now 36-21. And then Cousins to Adam Thielen made it 36-28, trying to close the game out. Indianapolis fumbles the ball, but they end up turning Minnesota over on downs. And then Indy goes for it on fourth down, a quarterback sneak by Matt. Ryan that comes up short and Minnesota goes on offense once again with just over two minutes left in the ball game. The first play from scrimmage, Dalvin Cook, 64 yards to the house. And then Cousins finds TJ Hawkinson for a two point conversion. And we were all tied at 36 apiece. An unbelievable turn of events here for the Minnesota Vikings and the Indianapolis Colts. The Vikings and the Colts would end up going to overtime. Minnesota wins the toss. They are forced to punt. Then Indianapolis is forced to punt. And then with one second left in overtime, Greg Joseph boots a 40-yard field goal to win it for the Vikings. 39-36, your final. They clinch the NFC North division, and they complete the biggest comeback in NFL history. Down 33 to nothing at half. They win it. 39-36. Not going too well for uh, Mr. Jeff Saturday right oh now. When you goodness. are the other wow. end of the, of the biggest collapse in NFL history. How about that? Um, no, you know, I think it's indicative of today's NFL, to be honest with you, Brady. Um, 
you know, you think about the Colts and, and what they needed to do to win that game, just simply win that game, and everything had to go right in the second half for the Vikings. But I will go back to, the, to, to this point for the Vikings. Uh, they are such a relaxed team. Mm-hmm. They are such a loose team that it, it, it is within their nature to be in these type of games and be comfortable. And that's what we saw. I mean, K.J. Osborne, I, I mentioned him at the beginning of the year about keeping an eye on him. He had a great game, and Justin Jefferson is just that guy. But Kirk Cousins uh, overcoming mistakes and still fighting with his team that way uh, to throw for over 450 yards. I mean, it was a re- really incredible performance that way. Uh, but to have that moxie, to have that determination as a team, this is the nature of the Vikings. So I didn't like the number, uh, minus three and a half. That's a tough number to lay. Uh, considering the Vikings in these one-possession games anyway. Uh, but moving forward, uh, certainly a lot of great information about the Vikings in terms of what they're made up of, their character, their mm-hmm, nature, mm-hmm. Uh, to fight back and get this vic- victory in this game. Well, you talk about uh, their character and what uh-huh. they're made of, and that leads to me to my next question. You wonder what to do with the Minnesota Vikings in Week 16. Uh, they accomplished a heck of a lot in right. this game. They they clinched the NFC North division. They're at 11-3 and on the year. Had they lost this game, uh, it could really damage their seeding with the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. now at 10-4. and But Minnesota, off of such a historic win, obviously the largest comeback in NFL history, you clinched the division. Are, are they a fade next week, or are, are they just full of momentum now after a comeback like that? I think they're full of momentum. Uh, like I said, I, I think they believe they're in every game. It doesn't matter the score, which mm-hmm. is dangerous. Uh, and then when they finally get it in gear, you see what they're capable of offensively, right? right? And then, okay, defensively, they made some plays and got some stops and, uh, and, and some key pass breakups there in overtime that, that was helpful. Uh, but, but are they still flawed? Absolutely. I'm not saying this is a Super Bowl winning team. Well, when the Colts put 33 on you, it's right. in only one half of football. Right, right, right. Exactly to that point. I mean, a lot of mistakes too. But if the Vikings play a clean game, and this is what I would say to betters, if the Vikings play a clean game, they will be in all their games. I don't care who they're playing in the playoffs. But will they put together a clean game, right? We saw them at home not play well against Dallas. We saw them uh, get that miraculous win on the road against Buffalo and stuff like that. I mean, they have luck on their side. And, and I think as betters, we, we understand luck on our side, right? Uh, I think you should, we should heed that uh, when it comes to the Vikings. Understand the numbers, but also understand that this team completely believes that they're in each and every game that they can t- compete in. Well, next week in Week 16, the Minnesota Vikings will stay at home and host the New York Giants. The look-ahead line in that game is Minnesota favored by four and a half. Mm. We'll see how the betting market reacts to this amazing victory (laughs) by the Minnesota Vikings in Week 15. All right, let's move to the official Nevada rotation order of the card for your Sunday in the National Football League, and that begins with the Atlanta Falcons in New Orleans to take on the Saints. The Falcons are coming off of their bye week. They're at five and eight and just a game out of first place in the NFC South division. This will be the second meeting between these two teams this season. New Orleans is also off of a bye. In the first meeting, the Falcons outgained the Saints. That was the season opener. They covered the number, but New Orleans outscored Atlanta 17 to three in the fourth quarter and ended up winning that game 27, 26 this time around, Mike, it'll be Desmond Ritter at quarterback for the Falcons and not Marcus Mariota. And I don't really believe the change at quarterback here affects the line too much. I mean, Marcus Mariota, the way he was playing, mm. you know, down the stretch there before uh, he got removed. Of course, he has gone on IR with injury as well. But I don't think it affects the line too much. The Saints are at home here uh, and looking for the season sweep of the Atlanta Falcons. They are laying four points with a total of 43 and a half. Yeah, this is a game in which I would look at the dog all the time. I mean, I love the Falcons as a dog, even with uh, Ritter, like you mentioned. Uh, I don't think from a passing standpoint there's a big difference, or there could be a big difference between Mariota and what Desmond Ritter can present. Uh, And that's the key word here for the Falcons. I think Ritter presents them with an opportunity to be more prolific in a passing game, if you will. I mean, He's going to make his mistakes. Talking about Desmond Ritter, I get that. He's going to make his mistakes, but he's not set in his ways. Uh, he doesn't have bad habits like a Marcus Mariota could have and, or did have and led the Falcons into some trouble. I, I think the Falcons can be highly creative, like they've always been, but now you really are truly going to implement the read option and have that pass option. 
Mm -hmm. right? You're going to have that pitch, whereas Marcus, it was more of a a double option, if you will. Okay, I'm going to hand it off. I'm going to keep it uh, because throwing the football was very, very challenging for Marcus Mariota. So I think the the offense can be uh, a more problematic situation for the Saints uh, because it is a great unknown. Uh, And then on the other side, you know, can they play defense? Can the Falcons play defense enough against Andy Dalton? Which, uh, look, the, the writing's on the wall. The Saints are going to go in a different direction. I don't know which direction that's going to be in at quarterback. Nobody knows. Uh, but I, I don't know what the incentives are in this game outside of the divisional matchup uh, and then outside of a rivalry situation for the Saints there at home. Well, you talk about the rivalry situation. Of course, the division game, it seems like over the years, the Falcons and the Saints always go down to the mm-hmm. wire. And, and I'd be with you looking at taking the points here. Desmond Ritter, by the way, he can certainly run. Uh, while he was in college at Cincinnati, he averaged over 43 yards rushing per game. And then at the Combine, Mike, this is kind of interesting, he ran a 4-5-40. That was the fastest time by a quarterback since 2015 when, guess who, Marcus Mariota yep. ran a uh, very quick 40. Uh, the Saints, they rank fourth in red zone defense. They have uh, they are 10th in sacks per game. They're ninth in yards per pass attempt allowed. Uh, New Orleans is averaging, however, on offense, just 1.27 points mm. per drive over their past five games. That is second to last in the league. Uh, since week eight, the Saints are allowing just 4.66 yards per play, and that is third fewest in the league. Uh, Atlanta has allowed opponents to score on nearly 51% of their drives on the road this season. That is the highest rate in the league. I I really don't have a strong opinion on this game, Mm -hmm. Mike, but I'm with you. I think the points feel a little bit heavy here. I do believe Desmond Ritter will provide a spark for the Falcons. I really don't think he can be any worse than Mariota was. Mariota started the season out great. We remember the Falcons were on that run 6-0 and against the spread. I believe they're 1-5 and against the number ever since that. Uh, my numbers come to Saints minus 4, Saints minus 1, and Falcons minus 4.5. Uh, nothing really too telling there, but uh, I'm with you, and I lean with the uh, underdog if I was going to do anything with this game. Yeah, I have a field goal game typical mm-hmm. of this matchup and certainly been previewed to this matchup, but when I was a player, uh, but look at all the mistakes that the Saints have made all year long. Whether yeah. it's Ingram running out of bounds, that uh, was awful. <laughs> that was horrible, right? Uh, the turnover margin uh, is is not uh, beneficial for the Saints. They're they're poorly coached. And, I agree and with it that. Squarely reflects on Dennis Allen, mm-hmm. and I think he's mismanaged this entire situation with the quarterback uh, uh, position for that football team. Uh, so here you go. I mean, they're just finishing out the slate here and finishing out the schedule and we'll see what happens in off season, but all the motivation is on the side of the Falcons and Ritter had two weeks to get ready for this because mm-hmm. they made the announcement prior to the bye week. Uh, and so not only this far along in the season, you've watched enough football, you've watched enough tape. Now you had two weeks to get ready for your first game. I think that's a favorable situation. And I would imagine the team's excited for the young oh, yeah. rookie. Absolutely. So, like I said, I think he provides a spark, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if they can win this game outright. I wouldn't be surprised at all. It's a pretty short spread, and like you alluded to, it seems like the Saints find way to blow games, and they (laughs) certainly did in their last outing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady coming back in classic fashion in the fourth quarter to beat New Orleans in their last contest before going into their bye week. We'll come back and talk Lions and Jets as we continue here on the Pro Football Blitz Week 15 in the NFL right here at VSIN. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a soccer, football, hockey, or basketball fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for our new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. BetRivers is calling all soccer fans to head to BetRivers.com to check out our World Cup Daily Bet and Get. It's a whole new game. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you, and we have landed on the Lions and the Jets. I think this is going to be a heck of a contest here, Mike. And it was all week long that we thought Mike White was going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets, but on Friday morning, White was not cleared to play by team doctors. And it's back to Zach. Zach Wilson gets another shot to to prove that he can provide for the quarterbacking of this New York offense. The market reacted to the news as, as well. The game was Pickham early in the week, and then it moved to Jets minus one. And then when the change at quarterback was announced, Detroit moved to a one and a half or even a two point favorite. And then we started to come back the other way. And that's where we are right now, kind of back to where we started a little bit here, Mike, even though there has been, of course, back to Zach at quarterback. Jets currently minus one is the consensus number with a total of 43 and a half. You got to love the Lions as a dog, period. I mean, uh, the way that they're playing, if they're the hottest team in the National Football League, then you love them as a dog. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about this during uh, Pro Football Blitz, Brady, in terms of uh, three teams that were starting to get hot in their favorable situations as a betting uh, person because they were dogs. Mm-hmm. There was the Lions, there was the Bengals at home against the Chiefs, and, uh, and then certainly the Raiders was an opportunity at that time, but they've fallen off. Uh, but with the Lions, they've gotten better. They've added Jameson Williams. I was looking for this guy to make a contribution to this football team offensively. When they get rid of TJ Hawkinson the way that they did, uh, that spoke volumes to me uh, in terms of what they believe and who they are offensively. Uh, they're very, very explosive. Mm-hmm. Very on Absolutely. all three levels. All three levels. The screen game, uh, the intermediate game, and then now you got Williams out there, so you got the vertical threat uh, as well. And that just makes you uh, so dangerous and, and so hard to cover and stop uh, as a defense. And I think they're coordinated very, very well, too. Jared Goff is playing well, uh, very, very confident as a quarterback. And then defensively, allowing just about 20 points a game uh, as of late, uh, Aaron Glenn has learned to play complementary defense with this high-powered offense Mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to make an impact like he was earlier this year as a defensive play caller. So uh, I like the Lions in the matchup. I know Zach – is coming back. I like the comments from Robert Sala about Zach Wilson, uh, that he's in the right headspace, meaning we humbled him. <laughs> yeah. We benched his behind, and now he gets it. He's no longer entitled uh, or a spoiled brat out there or, or a smug guy. 
Uh, so if that was a feedback that the coaches got and received from the Jets, uh, this game should be a very, very good game. Since week 10, the Lions lead the league with 3.14 points per drive. Over that same time, the Jets' defense is allowing only 1.28 points per drive. That mm-hmm. is second best in the league. New York allows less than 26 yards per drive defensively. That is the fewest in the league. The Lions on defense, they allow over 38 yards per drive. That is the most in the league. Uh, less than 27% of the passing plays against the Jets have resulted in a first down or a touchdown. That is second best in the league. Over 36 percent of the passing plays against the Lions have resulted in a first down or a touchdown. That is next to last in the league. This is really one defense versus one offense here. <laughs> right. uh, the last time the Lions won on the road was at Chicago and that's of course an awful defense there. They should have lost that game if it was not for a Justin Fields pick six and Jared Goff really isn't the same player away from home or the same player in cold weather and he is going to find some pretty chilly temperatures here in East Rutherford on Sunday. All my numbers might come to the Jets as the favorite. Jets minus two, Jets minus one and a half, and Jets minus one and a half. I played New York at a pick em. Mm-hmm. I, I think Zach Wilson will be much improved from what we saw prior to his benching. I think Quinn and Williams is going to make it. He's currently listed as questionable, but I think he is a huge difference maker on that defensive line. There's really a lot of key players for yeah. both teams listed as questionable in this game. So do check the injury reports before you get involved. But uh, I took the Jets here at a pick uh, Obviously, the no longer the best number out there, uh, but not a whole lot of difference between a one-point favorite, even a one-point dog. Um, I think the defense will shut down Detroit. I think it's a good spot for Wilson coming back uh, against a very weak defense that he should be able to have more success against. Uh, I think the Jets will win this one uh, I, I, it's yeah. probably another one of those field goal games, but I, I think the Jets get it done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as a dog, the Lions, you can, op, your options are teasing them, certainly, uh, if you like that, if you're entertaining that. But Jared Goff, the, the caliber of g- games that he's playing, uh, last week was his 30th career 300-yard passing game, tied for the fourth most ever by a player in his first seven seasons. Outstanding. I mean, that's Jared Goff for you right, right now. now. Absolutely. All right, the Chiefs at the Texans. And the Texans, of course, nearly pulled off the shocker last week in Dallas as 17.5-point underdogs. They uh, could not cash in on an interception that turned into a goal-to-go situation. The Dallas defense defends it on four downs and turns it around 98 yards the other way for a game-winning touchdown drive. Uh, Earlier this week, head coach Lovey Smith said he does plan to continue using the dueling quarterbacks approach this week, alternating between Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills under center. What you've got here is another top team as the opponent this week, this time in Houston, and another double-digit spread. Mike, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're in town after surviving a second-half surge by the Broncos last week in Denver. Chiefs favored by 14 here with a total of 49-and-a-half. Well, the Chiefs don't cover. Um, (laughs) 4-8-1 ATS so far this year. I mean, uh, even on the road against the Texans, I mean, how do you – lay 14 points for a team like this. But um, I'm considering – I'm not going to get nuts, right? I'm considering uh, a money line parlay with whoa, some – I know, with whoa. some favors. I know I'm considering it. Oh, oh, I thought you meant with the Texans. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I just think we have so many – because the Texans um, last week, you know, that, that was their bowl game mm-hmm, I uh, agree. against the Cowboys. And they unveiled the, the dual quarterback threat, right, and – uh, meaning two quarterbacks at, at a time here as opposed to one quarterback that could do many things. But, um, no, I, I, the Chiefs will be ready for that kind of stuff. And uh, you got Pierce banged up. And, uh, you know, that that was a promising young player, rookie. They're just running out of weapons out there in right. Houston uh, against this powerhouse in Kansas City. Mahomes is is highly, highly efficient outside of what happened last week against the Broncos and the multiple interceptions. He's not going to do that back-to-back. He's not that caliber of player. He'll, right. he'll correct that. I agree. Kansas City will correct it. The only, the only decision is, okay, how do you bet this game? Do you bet half? Do you bet a total side? Uh, do, you do, do you do a team total? Uh, that's why I was exploring a money line parlay with some favorites uh, here this week. Well, the, o- the only problem there is there's such a huge favorite on the money yeah. line. It actually might be counterproductive. Right, right. That's what, know? yeah. But yeah. Uh, it, it's a real easy one to add. Um, <laughs> but uh, and, and I do think they will win the game. The Chiefs are averaging nearly 41 yards per drive. That's mm-hmm. the most in the league. The Texans are averaging less than 25 yards per drive. That's the fewest in the league. Over 40% of the Kansas City passing plays have resulted in a first down or a touchdown. That's the highest rate in the league. 
Now, Houston, not bad against the pass on defense. They rank 8th in defensive passer rating, 7th in red zone Z, uh, defense, but only 25th in yards per pass attempt allowed. Nearly 61% of the touchdowns allowed by Houston have come via rushing. That's the highest rate in the league. Of course, they are the 32nd-ranked rush defense in the NFL. And you mentioned the Texans are banged up. It looks like Brandon Cooks will be out again, Daryl Stingley Jr. out again, and uh, Damian Pierce, the rookie out of Florida, out with an ankle injury as well. My numbers, you talked about the Chiefs don't cover. Mm -hmm. My numbers come to Chiefs minus 11, Chiefs minus 9.5, and and Chiefs minus 10. And to your point, it always feels like the number on Kansas City is inflated. Right, right. You're getting charged a tax for Mm -hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs. I think so. Uh, And then because we have that type of quarterback, we don't – we don't have elite quarterbacks in the National Football League. What Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers in the rearview mirror, they're elite. Uh, but going forward, out the front windshield, it's all about Josh Allen right now and Jalen Hurts. You can throw him in there, uh, Patrick Mahomes. But uh, chance for Kansas City to work on their running game too, because they're going to have to amp that up and uh, ramp that up and get that going uh, for the playoffs. Uh, so this is like a practice for them in that regard. Kansas City, believe this or not. They lead the league in yards after catch for quarterbacks uh, because of how they're throwing the football oh, okay. right now. I got you. Um, 2,186 yards uh, ahead of the Chargers uh, in terms of yards after the catch. So you levy in that cover two. I mean, this plays right into the hands yeah, of you're what right. the Kansas City Chiefs want to do uh, with that offense. That's a great point. Uh, I wonder about the Chiefs' motivation. Now, they can Mm -hmm. clinch the AFC West division with a win here, but obviously they're pretty aware that they're a huge favorite, I would imagine, in this game. We talked about this last week on the Pro Football Blitz. They don't really have a murderer's row of a schedule coming up the rest of the year. So you just wonder. You you talked about it like kind of a practice for Mm -hmm. the Chiefs, a walkthrough, getting ready for the postseason. Uh, That would uh, lead me not to want to lay the 14 points, but I think we also make a number of points why you don't want to take it with this Texans team. They just played their biggest game of the season last year, uh, or last week rather, probably a little bit of a letdown here this week. Um, I was successful going against the Chiefs last week uh, playing on the Denver Broncos, but I'm going to stay away this week. Okay. Uh, This game's a pass for me. Yeah, I was successful taking the Texans last week. Yes, you were. So I was with them on the bowl game, but that's enough. Next up, (laughs) another one with a big spread, the Eagles in Chicago to take on the Bears. This is the Pro Football Blitz on v the sports betting network. VSIN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear in our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every game, deep dive betting reports, plus our ongoing college bowl coverage with best bets on every bowl game. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you, and we've made our way down to the Eagles at the Bears, Mr. Pritchard. The Chicago Bears, by the way, they have to run the table, winning each of their final four games to go over their season win total. And I am a uh, participant on the under that season win total, (laughs) holding that ticket at under six and a half games. So I am not a Bears fan today. But, of course, Chicago can still cover the spread without winning the football game, and they are getting quite a few points here. Philadelphia Eagles are in town. They're at 12-1. and They have the best record in the NFL, and they have hammered their last two opponents. The Bears just 3-10. and They are coming off of a bye. Mike, Philadelphia here is a road favorite, laying 9, 48-and-a-half is your total. Yeah, as much as we talked about Kansas City, okay, here's uh, maybe potentially another leg for a money line parlay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. For that situation. Yeah, I'm just entertaining that. I'm not recommending that at all. But, uh, no, you know, the Eagles are, are cooking – uh, very, very good football team uh, to discuss their offense and what they're doing. Uh, remember Alex Smith at Utah, mm-hmm. and he was the number one overall draft pick running yep. this offense. This is that offense. Really? Yes. It's, um, uh, so Shane Steichen, so he continues, and so Jalen Hurts 
certainly explores it and gets by it and does more with it too. But this offense produced Alex Smith as a number one pick in college. Steichen uh, had never worked with Urban Meyer before, Mike Sanford. Right? Ah, okay. Mike Sanford, who's right. head coach here, St. Shane Steichen, yes. quarterback and all that. So uh, here you go. That's the tree. Uh, to, so to understand, this is a difficult offense to stop, especially when you have the players that the Eagles have executing it. Now, I did look at the injury report. This becomes interesting to me from a betting perspective. Uh, when you look at the number of vet days from an A.J. Brown, a Fletcher Cox, uh, a Brandon Graham, uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, you know, Darius Slay, uh, sweat. I mean, you go on and on and on. There's a number of guys taking vet days during the week of practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, they're limited in practice. They're not really practicing. There's no injury. They're just right. not resting. practicing. They're resting. Yeah. Uh, vet day. Uh, so that's interesting to me. I mean, I know the Eagles are cooking. They want to get home field and secure that. They might have a look ahead because of the big game against the Cowboys. Uh, so maybe another reason why they're resting. Whereas you got another, you got a young team in Chicago that's impressionable. Uh, very, very young, and guys fighting for jobs, right? And uh, I think Iberflus, as a defensive coordinator, now head coach, is preaching trying to attack the football and make teams make mistakes that way. Not suggesting that the Bears are going to get inside this number. I'm not even entertaining that. But um, I, I do like, uh, you know, if you are looking for something like that, I, I would take the points. But uh, I, I'm exploring that whole money line parlay thing because <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in that, Brady, uh, even though it's probably the wrong thing to do. But, no, the Eagles are cooking. They should win this football game. Well, how about a uh, look at the total here? Chicago yeah, has yeah. played seven straight games that have gone over the total. That's the longest streak in the league. And, of course, much of that is because of their defense. They're allowing a league-high 2.71 points per drive since Week 7. Mm-hmm. 79% of the Philadelphia scoring plays have been touchdowns. That's the highest rate in the league. They are eighth in red zone offense. Over 71% of the scoring plays against the Bears have been touchdowns. That's the highest rate in the league. They are dead last in third down defense, 26th in red zone defense, 31st in yards per point allowed, and 30th in yards per pass attempt allowed. Um, I do think the situation is pretty strong for Chicago, however, Mike. You talked about uh, the look-ahead possibility here, the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Week 16. Philadelphia 0-10 against the spread as of late when they are a non-division road favorite of five or more points. They're also on an 0-5 against the spread run in games facing or games prior to facing the Cowboys. They're also 1-5 against the spread in their last six games facing a team coming off of a bye, which of course Chicago is. I think the back door is going to be wide open here Mm. uh, for a long time. Chicago does apply to a 42-9 against the spread situation, a late season big home dog situation, and teams on the road have gone, and teams uh, going on the road that have won consistently consecutive games by 24 or more points, which, of course, the Eagles have just 14-37-1 against the number in recent years. I did play the Bears plus the nine points here. So I need the straight-up loss to win my season win total <laughs> bet and uh, inside of nine points to cash the ticket here on Sunday. Could be a prop game, too. Fields needs 95 rushing yards, 4,000 yards, and a single season, uh, Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson. Very nice. Yeah, so Very nice. Could be I'm a sure prop we'll game. see a lot of him. Yep, absolutely. Jalen Hurts. The fourth quarterback ever, Kyler Murray, Cam Newton, Cordell Stewart, with 3,000-plus passing yards, 20-plus passing touchdowns, and 10-plus rushing touchdowns in a single season. Well, we have talked about it, a pro tip that I know you and I have done uh, maybe more than once. Mm -hmm. Uh, Teams that are struggling going into their bye week, you want to play on them when they come out of that bye week. Teams, on the other hand, that are really hot going into a bye week, you want to play against them coming out the other side because oftentimes that bye week halts the momentum. Well, look what the Indianapolis Colts did off of their bye week. Mm-hmm. They put up 33 points in the first half. Maybe we see a similar inspired effort out of the Chicago Bears here on Sunday. The Steelers at the Panthers. Kenny Pickett was ruled out of this game on Friday, still suffering from the concussion systems. Last week, he was knocked out of that game against the Baltimore Ravens. Mitchell Trubisky will be your starting quarterback today for Pittsburgh. They are coming off of a loss to the aforementioned Ravens, and they will need to win out to avoid a losing season for head coach Mike Tomlin. Carolina comes in off of a win at Seattle. They are still alive in the NFC South at 5-8 and eight on the season. The Panthers are in the role of the home favorite here, Mike. They are laying three points with a total of 37.5. First of all, two quarterbacks got knocked out in that game last week, Steelers and Ravens. Mm-hmm. One's playing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> one cleared protocol. The other one did not, uh, which should tell you a lot about betting, right? I mean, 
the Ravens are in desperation mode. They need a quarterback. They can't go with Anthony Brown. They needed uh, somebody like Huntley. Uh, so he's cleared. Pickett's not cleared uh, from concussion protocol. So it tells you about this game and this matchup. It's going to be physical. Uh, but you don't want to subject your young, promising quarterback to anything like that. Mitchell Trubisky, uh, is he going to be capable of winning this game? I don't think so. Not throwing three interceptions uh, off the bench uh, inside the red zone, I believe. I want to say that. I know they were plus territory. Uh, but can he muster up any type of threatening offense? I, I think the problem lies with the coordinator, Matt Canada, more so than anything else with Pittsburgh offensively. Uh, I, I think this is an opportunity for the Panthers to seize the moment. Uh, I think they're collective in terms of the goal now, goal-oriented as a football team, uh, because of everything that's happened. So they're at home. They, they play well at home. Uh, I like the Panthers in this game. Well, the Panthers are tied for a league-best 6-1 and one record against the spread since firing Matt Rule. They were tied, a, uh, tied for a league-worst 1-5 and five against the spread with Matt Rule before they let him go. Uh, opponents have scored on just over 26% of their drives against Carolina since week 10. That is the third uh, lowest rate in the league. Uh, the Steelers are averaging 1.4 fewer yards per passing play than their opponent. That is the worst differential in the league. They are 30th in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. Uh, less than 44% of the Pittsburgh scoring plays have been touchdowns. That's the lowest rate in the league. The Steelers rank 25th in red zone offense. They are on an 0-5 straight up and against the spread run after losing their prior game straight up as a home favorite. Uh, I lean a little bit here with Pittsburgh. I didn't play or I didn't want to play the Panthers in the role of a favorite. That just does not have a nice ring to me. Uh, but I do believe the Steelers really are serious about avoiding that losing season for their coach. And uh, I'm, I believe you're going to see a big effort out of them this week in Carolina. When I crunch the numbers, there's nothing really too uh, much of an outlier here. I get Panthers minus two and a half, Panthers minus one and a half, and then Steelers minus four, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't make a play here, Mike. If I had to, I lean with Pittsburgh in the points. Okay. I mean – the thing about Carolina, what I'm recognizing is how the, they have the willingness now to mix it up. Like yeah. Wilkes uh, has done a heck of a job. He really, he's changed the mindset of that of that team. Totally, they have a confidence about them. They also have uh, a physical nature about them. Like their receivers are running behind their shoulder pads now. Mm -hmm. I mean, they ran for 223 yards against Seattle, and you know Seattle and Pete Carroll—that's their mo especially up there at Lumen Field, they're going to be the bully. They're going to try to knock you around and hit you and make you submit. But Carolina went across country and took care of business that way. That was impressive. And this whole week of practice with those younger players uh, that now have a collective, they have a goal, a common goal, uh, to me that's a force that I would align myself with. Yeah, and I just don't like – I mean, everything is true about mm -hmm. the admiration for Steve Wilkes and what he's done and the Carolina Panthers and their resurgence uh, after getting rid of Matt Rule. Yep. Um, but I don't necessarily like them all of a sudden. Now they're a favorite. Right, right. You know, I mean, a lot of the what they were doing, a lot of the success that they had uh, was in the role of the underdog. We'll see how they do when that role is reversed here at home against the Steelers. Next up, we're taking a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 years and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. The Dallas Cowboys in Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The Cowboys, of course, narrowly escaped a brutal loss as 17.5-point favorites last week. They end up getting past the Houston Texans. They will return home next week to face the Philadelphia Eagles, but a date with the Jaguars sandwiched in between. The Jaguars come off of an outright win at Tennessee, the first time they've won at Nashville in their last nine trips to the Music City. Dallas favored on the road here, but Jacksonville has seen the money, Mike. Uh, The game opened up five, and now we're at Cowboys minus four with a total of 47.5, sir. Yeah, Jacksonville is feisty. Uh, That's the best way to describe them. Uh, I think they also remind you that this is a young man's game. Uh, And when motivated, when executing, when not making mistakes – uh, this is a pretty good football team. Yeah, I right? agree. Yeah. They, they, I mean, you look at their metrics, and mm-hmm. some of them are pretty poor, but yep. uh, you're, you're right. Feisty's a very good Feisty. word. Feisty, because they're inconsistent, too, and that's been uh, the biggest problem for Jacksonville this year. Like, if they were more consistent, they'd be leading the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Think absolutely. About that, they might right? have the most talent in the division. They might. They might. Um, and so you have the newness factor, too, with Doug Peterson, head coach, and how long is that going to take to evaluate players and, and everything that they can do? And, and certainly as a head coach in that dynamic, um, I like Jacksonville in the points. I mean, I know you said uh, the line has moved here. Uh, Jacksonville seeing some support uh, and rightly so. I mean, Dallas was mentally tested, mm-hmm. I guess, tested mentally last week um, uh, against the Texans, because how are you going to get up for that game? I thought it was a great letdown spot. Uh, and I was profitable for that uh, taking the Texans, but Dallas will be more focused. I think when you watch Jacksonville on tape uh, as a player, that would capture my attention, what I'm seeing across the field uh, right there. A lot at stake here for Dallas to the big game next week uh, against the Eagles. You're not thinking about that as much as this game. I think you can focus here on this game. But I do like the point situation uh, with Jacksonville. I think Dallas and Dak Prescott can go so far. They're banged up on offensive line. Once again, they're going to have to readjust to that. Uh, they don't implement Tony Pollard nearly enough mm-hmm. in this offense. And I don't know why they're going to start this week. Uh, on the other side, you got ATN, you got Trevor Lawrence playing great football. He really is. Uh, right now, too. So uh, I think a passionate uh, appearance by the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, because uh, I think that's what they need. Uh, and then offensively, Jacksonville has more than enough balance uh, to keep the Dallas Cowboys defense on edge. 
The Cowboys are averaging 6.1 yards per play six, uh, since Dak Prescott returned in Week 7. That is fifth in the NFL. During that same time, the Jaguars are allowing 6.2 yards per play. That is next to last in the league. Uh, since Prescott returned, Dallas is first in the league in points per drive, scoring rate per drive, and touchdown rate per drive. Since Week 7, the Jaguars are 30th in the league in points allowed per drive, 29th in scoring rate per drive, and 29th in touchdown rate allowed per drive. The Cowboys are 7th in the league in 3rd down conversion percentage on offense. Jacksonville is 29th in 3rd down defense. Dallas is 3rd in red zone offense. The Jaguars are 26th in red zone defense. And we mentioned the home game, road game sandwich here at the top mm-hmm. of the segment. Uh, Dak Prescott, 5-10 and 10 straight up, 5-9-1 and one against the spread when he is on the road between two home games, including 2-9 and nine straight up and 2-8-1 and one against the number versus non-division opponents. In those 15 games, he has a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 17-13. to 13. Uh, I'm with you, Mike. I agree with the move in the market here towards Jacksonville. I did not play it. Uh, The best numbers are now gone, and not a huge difference between four and five, but I'm going to probably stay away. I do like the Jacksonville side. My numbers are very Cowboy heavy, though. I have Dallas minus 13.5, Dallas minus 9, and Cowboys minus 4. But I think the situation really is uh, beneficial for Jacksonville and not necessarily on Jacksonville, but I think it's a real negative for the Dallas Cowboys with the Eagles on deck. Yeah, I do too. I I think about matchups now too for Jacksonville and, you know, Evan Ingram uh, emerged, uh, had a big game. Great game last Uh, week. Yep, absolutely. So anytime a tight end can get involved that way. uh, And we know about like Christian Kirk's having a good year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I remember the contract that he received. I was like, Christian Kirk get that kind of money, but but he's having a solid year. Zay Jones. I mean, they have a cast of characters, but uh, Trevor Lawrence is really uh, coming into his own as a quarterback in the National Football League, though. Well, let's uh, move on to the next game here on the card, an afternoon tilt in the Mile High City, and uh, this one's kind of a doozy here. Nothing (laughs) too special about the Cardinals at the Broncos, but we do have more backup quarterback news in this one. Brett Rippon will start for the Broncos. He came in late last week in Denver's loss to the Kansas City Chiefs when Russell Wilson was concussed right near the goal line. Uh, Wilson did clear concussion protocol and wanted to play, but the team said, no, we're going to keep you out for another week, uh, choosing to rest him again in this game. Colt McCoy, of course, he'll start on the other side for the Arizona Cardinals after Kyler Murray was lost for the season last week with a torn ACL. It's the 3-10 and Broncos hosting the 4-9 and Cardinals. What a beauty here. This line has really bounced around all week, Mike, with the changing of the quarterbacks and the injury news and what have you. Currently, Broncos at home favored by two points with a total of 36 and a half. Well, I axed the grind in this one. Uh, it's made headlines in Denver. Uh, people should forgive former head coach Vance Joseph uh, as a former head coach of the Broncos. And now he's a defensive coordinator, certainly out there with Arizona. Uh, because look at where the Broncos are right now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a lot of people were blaming Vance for a lot of things, which it wasn't even. Uh, his under his control or, or, or on his, um, I guess, responsibility for what was going on with Denver. Uh, but that was a declining roster and talent. There's still a declining roster and talent. The thing about the Broncos is everybody thought Russell Wilson going there was going to cover up everything else and make everything else better because the quarterbacks typically do that, but uh, not this year, you know, um, uh, I think it's going to cost some people their jobs, too. But Colt McCoy uh, on the road, I mean, how do you bet against that? I, I, I don't – I mean, that's, that's an interesting did. situation. Did you? Oh, yeah. So, Brett Rippon. The Cardinal team is awful. Well, so are the Broncos, though. <laughs> really good defense, though. Oh, man. I, lately, though, I, I don't know if that defense is as vaunted as, as it once was. Um, I get it. Uh, they got some turnovers against Mahomes, but – I don't know. I, I just I sometimes when you see a game like this, Brady, it's like those players on the other side, they know there's not gonna be a new head they know there's gonna be a new head coach. They, right. Probably they know, on both teams. Maybe on both teams. Who knows? I mean, uh the thing out in Arizona is very, very interesting. But in Denver, 
uh, they know that there's going to be a lot of changes. And another reason why Russell is not participating in this football game. The Cardinals defense is allowing a touchdown on over 30% of the drives against them in their past eight games. That is second to last in the NFL. On offense, Arizona is only averaging 5.2 yards per passing play. That's the fewest in the league. And the Denver defense is only allowing 5.2 yards per passing play. That is second in the league. The Cardinals are 31st in red zone defense. Denver is number one. Arizona is dead last in yards per point allowed. The Broncos are sixth. Arizona 30th in yards per play on offense. Denver is fifth in yards per play allowed on defense. Uh, Bronco games 2-11 and 11 to the under this season. Also, if you use the Denver opponent as a part of a six-point teaser this season, you are 12-1 and one <laughs> against the number on that leg of your teaser. Uh, the numbers spit out on this one for me. Broncos minus nine, Broncos minus three, and Broncos minus three. Mike, I want your theory on this. Uh-huh. I think it's possible that you get an inspired effort out of the Denver Broncos behind Brett Rippon at quarterback. Does it make sense that the team wants to show everyone, the coaches, the organization, that Russell Wilson is the reason that this team is being held back? They don't necessarily like that guy. And I think they could come out and play really good football in this one in spite of Wilson. I mean, in theory, uh, it makes sense. But in reality, in business, I mean, they can't do anything about it because Russell has that contract. Right? Well, I know. So, I'm just saying in this game, yeah, to yeah. show with Wilson out of the game, yeah. does this team rally and say, look, it ain't us, guys. It's that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, in theory, I think there's something to that because Russell has been on his own page. And, um, you, you know, for coaches, like we can prove them wrong that, hey, you know what? But <sighs> I don't know. I, I know that they've been looking for a reason to sit Russell for a while. The coaches have been. Okay. And they got <laughs> the it, concussion, right? they got it. But the thing is, like you mentioned, though, uh, Arizona on a teaser, uh, even against that defense so with Denver, uh, is interesting to me, though, because how well Colt has played uh, and how efficient they can be. They still have DeAndre Hopkins. They still have A.J. Green. They still have all these guys, right, uh, offensively. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think a teaser situation looks appealing on the other side of that with the Cardinals. Yeah, I can certainly understand that. It is a good number to tease that up to uh, seven and a half, maybe even eight. There are twos out there. There's even a one out there. I did lay one and a half points mm-hmm. with the Denver Broncos here. I'm buying into that theory yeah. that they're going to play <laughs> for Rippon in this one. And I think uh, as bad as Hackett is, I think he might be better than Cliff Kingsbury. Coming up next, we stay here in Las Vegas. The Raiders hosting the Patriots. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.